There is no time like the 2020s to start a company, to start a startup. You know, with the rise of the internet, you can learn anything at a very low cost, if not for free. You can build anything without needing to know how to code with tools like Bubble and Adalo. And you can get the word out about your products for free by using, you know, sites like Twitter, Product Hunt, and Reddit. There's no time like the 2020s to build a company. Yet one element of kind of entrepreneurship and company building that hasn't caught up with the times is venture capital. Unless you live, you know, in San Francisco or New York, chances are you may know what venture capital is, but you may not really know how it works. You may not know who the good VCs are, and you may not know how they think. So with this podcast of Forward Thinking Investors, I wanna dive into this world. I wanna help anyone in the world understand what is venture capital, who are the great venture capitalists, and how do they think about their day-to-day with the goal to help more people understand how it works so they can go out and raise capital for themselves. And they can build a billion dollar companies just like you know Larry did at Google or Travis did at Uber or Katrina did at Stitch Fix. That can be you, but it just takes some education. And I'm using this podcast as a medium to teach everyone more about venture capital. So if you want to learn about it, you want to dive in, you want to meet some awesome investors, stick around, listen to some episodes, and I, and I hope you enjoy. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, we have an awesome investor segment with Leslie Feinzeich, who's the founder and managing director of Graham & Walker Venture Fund. Welcome to the show. How's it going? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, excited to have you on. I, uh, I've been following you on Twitter for a bit. I'm like, this is awesome. We got to get you on the pod. And, and, and here we are. Uh, so, uh, for people that may not be following you on Twitter, they may not know who you are. Let's kind of start with where you've been and how you got to where you're at now. Then the, mo- then the rest of the conversation will just be like thoughts on venture and where you're at and things like that. So you are a VC. How did you get here? How did you find your way into uh, the, where you're at today in uh, life? So uh, I, this is a, an appropriate podcast to say this in, but lately what I've realized is I'm not a VC. I'm a founder that invests LP dollars in a very disciplined and structured way. Um, So I still consider myself to be a founder um, and bring that perspective into my investing. Uh, I, I mean, I got here in a kind of backwards way. I I basically did the thing in the opposite way that most species do. Um, I should start by saying that um, like my story really starts in moving to America in 2005. I was born and raised in Costa Rica. Um, I moved to America in 2005 for business school uh, and uh, ended up with some student loans and uh, had to find a U.S.-based job that would pay in U.S. dollars so I could pay my student loans in U.S. dollars instead of Costa Rican currency. Um, And I spent a few years of strategy consulting then at Microsoft, um, essentially working my way up to to getting a green card um, so I could do what I really wanted to do, which was work in smaller companies. Uh, From Microsoft, I moved into... Uh, larger pre-exit startups uh, in gaming, e-commerce, and then eventually I started my own. So I started a couple of different startups. I did all the things that you're supposed to do, you know, bootstrap the thing, launch the thing right here from my basement with my baby in my arms, like a very kind of chick flicky story. And, um, you know, mid to late 2016, I tried to go out and raise capital for the first time and uh, flat out failed. And, you know, I had, I had the, res- like, I didn't 
necessarily understand because I, I checked all the boxes that I thought you needed to raise capital, including boxes that had like revenue that was growing substantially, right? And and I just kind of fell flat and I didn't understand why. And it felt like an extremely lonely process. And around that time, PitchBook published data. It was the first time I saw data around this uh, that said that only 2% of venture capital had been invested in women-founded companies like mine. Um, and you know, to me, it was like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. Like, it's all of us. That's great, right? Like, it, it, was, it felt a lot less lonely to know that it was a, a bigger thing than I. So long story short, um, going through that experience, I, I started this Facebook group because I figured, hey, if this has something to do with my identity, then let, let me find other women who have done this and done this successfully and can maybe turn the lights on for me, right? Like, light the way, help, we can help each other along. And that Facebook group, you know, we started off as 25 CEOs of tech companies. And over the years, um, it, it became something much, much, much bigger. Um, initially known as the Female Founders Alliance, um, we grew from that 25-person Facebook group to a community that reaches more than 50,000 people these days, more than 3,000 startups, and we're seeing more than 100 new women-founded startups per month. Um, you know, we, we offer programs that are free to founders uh, to help accelerate their success. And at some point along the way, what I realized was, first of all, I sacrificed my old startup <laughs> in the name of this community. And, um, and so I was kind of out of a job. And what I realized was, you know, if I'm going to dedicate my life to making other people's companies more successful, then I should be investing in them too. And so I decided to raise a VC fund. And, um, you know, a few years later, here we are today. All right. So appreciate all of that, you know, respect for getting here. And I'm just stoked, you know, since you got here with all of that, I'm excited to see where you're going to be in five, 10, five, you know, 15 years, et cetera. We'll get to that in the very end though. So you, you, here we are, uh, you, you, you have a fund. Tell, tell us about it. Um, you know, I, I introduced the name, you know, how'd you come up? Well, let's start there. Um, it's a very specific name. Tell us a little bit about the fund, starting with the name. You know, where did that come from? And also, if you want to share just some some elements you want to share about the fund, like what you like investing in, types yeah. of companies, just high level, that would be also be super helpful. Yeah. So we are a pre-seed fund uh, investing in consumer technology and enterprise SaaS. Um, we like to invest in real substantial problems and companies that have really, really strong founder market fit. Um, and I also like to say that, um, you know, we are not a woman's fund. We are a tech fund with proprietary deal flow <laughs> that happens to be nearly 100% women-led. Um, and it's important to us because uh, I think a lot of people who check boxes in the minority or, or women, right, like underrepresented world, um, when you do finally raise capital, there's, there's a question mark hanging over your head of whether you had it easier, you know, ironically, you had it easier. Um, but we are investing in like less than 1% of the companies that we come across and, um, and they in 100% of our portfolio is led uh, or co-led by women. Um, and so we don't, we don't kind of lead with that, um, but that it, that those are the companies that come into our portfolio. Um, we invest approximately 250K checks um, into a variety of companies. We like to stay squarely in the pre-seed world. Um, and we invest uh, in North America exclusively at this moment. So in the future, 
uh, hopefully in fund two and beyond, we'll be able to extend that further. But for now, you know, this you don't get to fund two unless you have a fund one. And we are right now just under halfway through deploying fund one. Oh, I, mean, I didn't tell you about the name of the. So oh, no, no worries. Well, I, well, because I, I noticed like there's the name of the firm, then there's your name. I'm like, wait, there's like no, yeah. there's no connection. Uh, I mean, obviously yeah. there's a connection. We just don't know about it yet. So what, <laughs> what is the connection? Graham and Walker, who, 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 who a middle name is something completely different. Like tell us yeah. a little bit about so, where from. So, okay, well, like, let me give you the context of this is like, I had this Facebook group that incorporated into a social purpose corporation and had been running kind of accelerator type programs for a few years. And this was under the name Female Founders Alliance. And when I started raising the fund um, kind of, or it started, planning for the fund, which is mid 2019, um, we knew we knew that we needed a, a different name for the fund, a different name for a corporate entity for a few reasons. One is female founders lines is strong, but it's essentially unprotectable, right? Like there's a ton of female founders stuff out there. There's female founders fund, female founders community, female founders collective, like all this stuff. So, so really undifferentiated and very nonprofit-y sounding. And like, I did not want to have a fund that sounded like a nonprofit. It's like, it's an oxymoron, right? Um, and so we went out and searched for, okay, well, what are we going to call ourselves? And we wanted something that was like really, really unique and different and, um, and something that like gave a nod to our view of the world, right? Like our mission in this world is to, um, to see kind of the top levels of business leadership and ownership be more reflective of the rest of the world. And, um, we wanted to do that without excluding anyone. And I think that like, if you look at the name Female Founders Alliance, for a community that was intended to be super inclusive, it, it's actually a very exclusive name. Like you, Matt, do not see yourself in something called Female Founders Alliance, but I very much want you to be a part of what we do. And so we wanted something that didn't actually have any excluding words inside it. And we ended up with a name Graham and Walker. Um, and what we love about it is that um, on its face, like people tell me it sounds like a law firm, right? Like it sounds like an accounting firm. It sounds like expensive and boring and old and you know white and male and and I love that because like when I go out in the world and present as like the managing director of Graham and Walker Venture Fund people picture a gigantic mid-market you know like a huge like hedge fundy thing and it's so it's super validating for me um but then when you actually click under it it's actually named after the first woman CEO of a fortune 500 company it was Catherine Graham of the Washington Post and the first woman self-made millionaire, Madam C.J. Walker. And so it's sort of like this hidden, elegant nod to the type of world that we want to see without necessarily being in your face or exclusive about it. It just says like who we want to be um, versus who we don't want to be. And so that, that's how we ended up with a, with a Graham and Walker um and yeah like I thought a lot of people are like why don't you name it after yourself it's like that's because that's just I don't know like I just can't that's not that's just not me like it's just not who I am um a part of I think a big part of what makes our community stand out from the world of founder communities is that it's a little bit of like I mean it's truly a community of peers and that includes myself um and I think it, it made it very different and very successful from the start because for a lot of founders when they're invited to join this community type stuff, it's generally like from someone who is already pretty successful. Um, and, and I was not like I was and continue to be one of them, one of you. And I really kind of think of myself that way. And I feel that way. Like I 
I'm basically, like I said in the beginning, like I am nobody and I come from nowhere. And like, I would never presume to lead a community and tell people like, look how successful I am. You should do as I say, as I do, but rather, I would rather say, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing either. Let's just like, let's cross arms and walk together and figure it out as we go. Um, and so Graham and Walker are like, the aspiration that we can all collectively have without without it being like Leslie, the one that, you know, is necessarily the, the, the you know. Totally. You know, it's so, I actually, so I, I, I mean, obviously I did some research before, uh, before this interview and I, I'm gonna, there is a documentary on, on, like I, I, I learned there's a show or a documentary or something on, on Madam, it was at Madam yeah. CJ Walker. And I, and I consume, I, I watched that with my wife how cool, you know, like it was so cool to watch that and to like then see in model, like just like it, today, there's a firm, you know, you know, that, that is kind of built almost like in it, like with her name in her image. It's just like, wow, that is incredible. And it just makes me excited to just like know that you're, you're doing what you're doing. But it leads me to my last, next question, which is, you know, every, you know, fund manager, every, you know, founder that invests capital into other founders, things like that. Um, they have interests, right? They have curiosity. There's things about the world that 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 might uh, they might want to double tap on. So I'm curious for you, like, what are things right now at this very second that kind of pique your curiosity? It could be just different sectors. It could be you know people that you've met. It could be ideas. Like just what are you thinking about these days? And what what's kind of top of mind? And we can maybe like dive into dive into one or two of them. Yeah. So I mean, I I am not someone who is like has super sector specific interests. I, I kind of, I just tend to be really motivated by people. And so I feel like uh, the reason we like investing in, in companies with high founder market fit is because those founders are like our eyes and like the searchlight that kind of shines on a whole sector that I don't necessarily know about. So we take this like learning approach and just let founders um, take us to, um, to the type of, you know, to what they are seeing from their unique point of view. Um, and so that's what I look for. I think right now, right this minute, what I'm really, really, really excited about is like, I think that in the next three to six months, I think like the strongest startups in a generation are going to be born like right this minute. And I'm looking under deal flow and just waiting for the brand new baby companies to start pitching us because I think that like, with, with the reset that we've been seeing, you know, it's going to shake off a lot of the startups that were more exploratory in their uh, problem solution space, right? More like, oh, let's see if this works. Let's see if there's a market for it. Let's, you know, let's build something cool. And I think that all of that is going to shake off and it's going to leave like very fundamental problem solving. And I like totally grok on that, right? Like it, I feel like one of the rubrics that we put on every startup is if this company is massively successful or maybe when this company is massively, it's like, what does the world look like when this company is massively successful? And I think that we were seeing a lot of stuff like, well, I don't know, we'll see, very kind of exploratory. But now I feel like the stuff that is coming along is, you know, a lot more substantive, a lot more exciting, a lot more kind of tangible, um, positive, like, value creating uh startup so i'm just like in a really happy place right now i'm really excited about what we're seeing I, i'm with you i mean as someone you know i've lived in phoenix my whole life and i've witnessed the deal flow of like 
what has been funded over the last few years. And I think the word I would say is just like questionable. Like we don't really, if you don't have all the data, you don't have all the data, but like lots of questionable, right? I mean, it's exploratory. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I see you, you yeah, you, you say exploratory. I'm being kind. I would say, so, so my word is questionable, but like, you know, that's like, that's just a shows you of, that just shows you how I think about things based on what I do. But what's interesting is that like the end of the day, like you can always kind of tell if someone's solving a real problem, like you're saying, by how the founder thinks and like why they're doing what they do. And I love that you, you know, you're kind of, it's like, oh, like, you know, sector agnostic, but like, we're like founder or not like there's like this, we, we bet on founders. So I guess my next question for you is let's say one of your portfolio companies like, oh, like you got to meet this founder. Like they're great. You hop on a call. You have the call at the end of the call. You're like, wow. Like what made you say, wow, I guess in other words, what do you look for in founders? What are things um, that when you hop on a call that like, you know, are positive signs to you? And maybe if you want to share, what are things that might be negative signs? If you want to go there, if not, that's totally fine. But just like, what do you look for in founders? A great question. I mean, I think the, there's a few things that I would mention. These are non-exhaustive. Um, intellectual curiosity and, and intellectual honesty. Um, I think that as a founder, I mean, every VC will tell you that we have to invest in optimists, right? And and actually I would not be where I am if I was not a, 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 an optimist myself. Um, but I also think it's really important for founders to be pragmatic about the world that they see. Like you kind of have to have both points of view and like hold both things in your head simultaneously at all times of like, the best way that this could turn out and also how do I like steer away from like the worst way that this could turn out. Uh, and so having that, that sort of, I guess, founders who can hold, you know, that famous, uh, I quote this to my team a ton, by the way, there's a, there's a quote um, by F. Scott Fitzgerald that I'm about to butcher, but everybody can Google it afterwards, which is something along the lines of the test of a first rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposing thoughts. And I think that's what I look for. It's the, somebody who can be super confident, but also super humble. Somebody that can be like a huge optimist, but also incredibly pragmatic. Somebody that can like um, really, really kind of dig into the details and be on top of things, but also see the big picture and kind of fly, fly high and go low. Um, that, that's a combination of things. Also like really like doers. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't gravitate to idea people. Um, I gravitate to Matt. Did I lose you? <laughs> oh, we're here. <laughs> oh, no, no I'm like, oh, oh, we froze. No, um, I don't gravitate to idea people. I gravitate to people who execute really beautifully and really well and really quickly and like just get their hands dirty and go really, really, really fast. Um, and I also like, I, um, I tend to really admire founders who are, who like take responsibility for, for everything, for the good, for the bad, right? Like um, they don't like, uh, they really own up to um, what's working, what's not working. I like founders who over-communicate um, or, or at least who like communicate clearly and um, and like consistently uh, with us. And I think at the end of the day, the final thing, it, it's a little bit hard to pin down but you know the like you kind of know it when you see it or you you get to get a feeling for it after after getting to know the founder the ultimate question that we have in a rubric is am i going to be proud to be their investor um right like will i if if my if my dad reads about it am i going to be proud to be their investor um if like they do layoffs one day 
which will happen. Um, am I going to be proud to be their investor and how they handled it? And, uh, and I think if you kind of boil down, like, will I be proud to invest in this person? Will I be proud to invest in their team? I know that they're not perfect. I know that everybody makes mistakes and like, that's not the standard, but the standard is more like, um, accountability, right? Like dignity, accountability, responsibility, and taking ownership. This is great. I mean, that's gold. I feel like I could just like put all of those on a, on a poster, put it up like behind me, like every VC reads like, Oh yeah. Like I'll totally agree. Like those are, those are fantastic things to look for in founders. And I love that, love that last question of like, would I be proud to have backed this founder in good times and bad? It's, it's, it's really a good filter there. So, so appreciate you sharing that. And for my last question for you, if someone's listening to this and they're like, wow, this is great. Like, I think I fit that category or I, I, I like what, what you have to say, you know, where can I learn more uh, about, about your firm, Graham and Walker? Like wh- where can they find you? Like, do you have a website, social media, email address, like podcast, you know, whatever, like where can someone find you All on the internet the if they want to learn more? All of the things that, no, I'm just kidding. So I would say, follow me on Twitter at Leslie Feinzeig. Uh, I, uh, Twitter is essentially like the only thing that's left of my social life because I'm like too busy to do anything in real life. So I engage a ton on Twitter, um, but I'm really bad at DMs. So please don't pitch me on my DMs. Please go to our website, grandwalker.com and submit the form. I promise about a fourth of our portfolio has come in completely pulled from there. Um, and another bunch of our portfolio has come from uh, the programming that we do for founders. So Graham and Walker, I think what's really important for founders to know, all founders, not a single gender of founders, all founders should know that like Graham and Walker, we do two things exclusively. We invest in founders and we support founders. And we have very specific ways in which we support founders. And we try to make that part of Graham and Walker be as broadly accessible as possible. So even if we don't invest in you, like we invest in, you know, we're, we're a relatively small fund one um, and we can only invest in so many companies, but we want to be able to be helpful to each and every founder because I, like, like I said, like I am you, right? Like I am one of you, I am still in the arena myself. And I feel like, um, it, it, it's a transformative experience to surround yourself with with founders who just want to get things done, and like the you know our community is a place of like no ego, no assholes, no pretension, no hype. We are people who like you know if if anybody has ever gotten an email from me or anybody in my team, you'll see in our signature line that it says, you know, our number one value is we value substance over hype, and that is reflected in in our community. Um, and so we're, we're just a community of doers and we want to be able to support you and, and, and like give you the tools to support each other. So come join us. Even if you're not pitching, I, I would love to meet you all. So if you're listening, there you go. You, you now know where to, where to go to join the community. And thank you, Leslie, for joining the podcast. I really appreciate it. And best of luck building this firm and fund out over the next five, 10, 15 years. Thanks again for coming onto the podcast. Thank you for having me.